Drunken Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. That's right, I'm here. Hello. You know what? What we haven't done for a long time. What's that, Trevor? We haven't reviewed some games. So let's uh, let's delve okay. back into uh get away from the game design stuff. Like mm. just chill this week because we had a hard week last week. Let's just go back to our our list of dark web games and just Yeah, let's talk about some stuff that we've that we've yeah. played recently. All right. So Ben, would you like to go first with the game that we reviewed first this week? Sure, yeah. Um so earlier this week I was playing a little indie darling known as Rad Lizard Enforcer. Mm. Uh you joined me with that obviously. Yes. Uh we sort of streamed that a little bit to each other and and you were watching while I played. Yes, and trying to help you enforce those red lizards. Yeah, so this for those who, who haven't played it, it's sort of a it's a bit of an arcadey throwback to to like really early arcade sort of stuff, a bit mm. of sort of dig duggy, dig dug style. Dig duggy. Yes. That's my you know, I'm I'm good friends with Dig Dug, so I call him Dig Duggy. Of course. Uh, yeah, that sort of that Did you sort of teach thing. him how to duggy? I, I dig. I dig teach him how to duggy. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, and it's sort of a weird satirical um, thing because you play basically a cop, like an, an enforcer of, of some sort of uh, and a non-specific uh, enforcement agency. Yes. Uh, I mean, they, they used real old school graphics. Like when we talk old school, we're talking Atari 2600 style graphics. Like it was definitely evoking that style. I think like a lot of more modern games that, that, um, are doing that sort of retro thing, they, they end up bringing in some more, uh, modern effects and overlays and like things that you couldn't yeah. actually do back then with that hardware. Yeah. A lot more bloom. Um, yeah. They use, use the bloom a lot. Um, uh, I mean, the full the full motion video intro was really quite quite interesting. <laughs> it was a bit incongruous. It, yeah, like it switched like blocky pixels. Yeah, it went from like the four K video full motion video intro yeah. of a very convincing CG lizard with sunglasses on. Like that. Yeah, that and was cool. and a and a um, you know, you couldn't quite tell what the gender of the of the inspector was, which is good. Yeah. They're all like they got the sort of almost the right very look. androgynous, yeah, 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 um, yeah, and just the the it was always a bit of uh, who was that um, Gex Gex the Gecko? Mm, There's a bit yeah. of a Gex the Gecko vibe from this this rad lizard, uh, you know, sort of hamming it up for the camera, and then you just see the baton just come straight down on his head, and it's like very realistic, yeah. kind of bloody, you know, not for kids. Um, uh, I, I, it really felt kind of like a Wreck It Ralph sort of sort of scene where it's, you know, it's gone from this beautiful 4K looking thing when it's sort of gone. It feels like as as they went back, they went out of the screen as just like this, this really blocky. Yeah, yeah, it had an aspect of that for sure. Yeah, and then you're playing these cops, um, and you're sort of it's like enforcing a, the red lizards. Yeah, yeah, it's a side on view. Um, you've got like the below ground area with the tunnels and the above ground area with sort of the platforms. Uh, and 
yeah, you know, it is that very Atari 2600-ish, um, you know, yeah, it, it definitely, you, like, it definitely evoked some feelings of Pitfall, mm-hmm. um, but with an amazing, like, murder mystery that sort of happened a- along the way as well. Like, and the fact that you could play this co-op, like- Yeah, well, the, the, um, what was I going to say? The murder mystery, I was going to get to that, obviously, because, uh, again, they you, you play through a few of the levels, which just seem, like, fairly straightforward um, sort of arcade levels, and, you you know, you, you hit the hit the lizard and they disappear and you get a score and it comes up the top. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like, the sort of the screen pans across as the lizards run into the house and then you get another 4K video, like, setting yeah. the scene. Um, and then for the rest of the game, this is where the co-op gets unlocked. Mm-hmm. You actually have a rad lizard become an enforcer as well. Like, so, so you've got the enforcer that enforces against rad lizards and then you got the rad lizard enforcer. Yeah. Like, it's a bit of a double entendre. So it's a double entendre. Um, and, um, that was really fun. Like we could then join up together and, and search for who actually, who actually killed all those rad lizards. Yeah, yeah, and look, we won't give away the ending in case you want to uh, want to play, but uh, it's it's not who you think. It's you won't get. I don't think you'll get it. I don't think you'll get it. Um, See, I thought I thought they were doing this whole thing about because you just killed a whole heap of red lizards by bumping yeah, them on the head with a baton. Yeah, I thought, oh my god, they just they've set this guy up. But no, he was the red herring. You know, your player character is actually the red herring. That's it. You like can- you kind of expect a bit of a you know the what do they call it? the Ludo narrative dissonance of. Oh, they're not actually going to address that we just killed all these lizards. All of a sudden, it's like this, you know, change in, in thing. But no, they they bring they it address up it. and they sort of- There's actually a- Like, it's a whole satirical thing around you're just following orders and who's the real bad- You know, who's the real bad guy here? And uh, it's really actually a good takedown of the cops and, and, and fascism, really. Um, I think that was sort of the goal. Um, but, you know, they did a good job. Mm. Anyway, why don't we move on uh, from that? And Trev, yep. what, um, uh, what do you want to talk about? So, I I really want to put forward Ultraviolent Squirrel 2 in the Outback. Mm. Yeah, well, sequel, obviously, to uh, to the original Ultraviolent, Ultraviolent Squirrel. Squirrel. Yep. Um, uh, what's in which- that? that was, was that last generation or the generation before? Uh, it was 360. It was- Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, like, two, yeah. It's been a while. So I thought it'd been a while. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad they brought it. Like they they yeah. brought it back. It's weird that Ooh. they chose as a as a Steam game, you know, because it feels very at home on the on the um on the I Xbox guess they consoles, figure everyone's but- got controllers now for Steam and stuff too. Yeah. Um Yeah, look, I, I liked it. Uh I felt like it didn't quite reach the heights of the original. Yeah. There were there wasn't quite as much Violence that was kind of like- Yeah, I did feel like they toned that down. Semi-violent squirrel? A bit. And it would have been a better name. Look, I think they just- there's certain Which is weird because- That don't with, pass anymore, I suppose. With, with the first game, they, they you know, skipped um, skipped actually getting, getting uh, you know, a rating put on it. So, it was sold only in an unrated version. Mm-hmm. And they needed it because there were blood and guts everywhere and it was- Oh, it was- Really ultra-violent. Yeah, and Again, they, they didn't go the for the ratings this time, but they, they tails and yeah, was, yeah. yeah, they didn't. They didn't go for the ratings again because you know they're they're selling it on the dark web only. 
but they really went tame. Like my ten year old could play this. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they what they thought the audience was. Like, I could see maybe if they were trying to get a crossover hit, they'll release it on Steam or something. I mean, maybe they're still going for that. I guess. I guess that could be an option. They're sort of, you know, releasing it on the dark web again for their for their real fans. Yeah, on dark. But then Steam. if it's for yep. the real, like the real fans aren't gonna be into it. So I don't know. I think it's a misstep. No. Uh, but I will say it's a pleasant addition of the voice acting. Oh yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe. Um, well, that Russell Crowe sounded like anyway. Yeah, um, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think they got the real Russell Crowe. But I like that that he plays a crow though. Like, there's a bit of a yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of a banjo kazooie sort of thing. Yeah, he plays you little crow sidekick, uh, air kick, up up kick. What about the anyway? Um, it's not by his side. It's my point. Yeah, he's up and diagonal. Like, yeah, you're up and diagonal kick. <laughs> you know that common term. <laughs> Back and to the left. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, after- it's not violent. Like that's actually it's a funny that you mentioned that because uh, the, if you recall, the first game did have uh, yeah a that whole thing of in the Jim assassination. Yeah. In fact, was that Which is why it was in- That was- Doesn't- No, some, girl get- something else happens after that. Like, there's a whole submarine section, like- Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I think I was uh, getting tired of it. Yeah, anyway. So, in the outback, literally, ultraviolet squirrel wakes up in the middle of the desert and doesn't know where he is. And he walks a little bit and comes across, like, a beautiful canyon sort of thing that- um you know, has lots of water and that sort of stuff. And that's where his adventure sort of starts. He meets some of the, yeah, sort of some like of the local natives and then, area. like, he meets Russell Crowe there. Um, well, the- Crowe, as his name is, but, yes. we, you know, but it's with an E and it sounds like yeah. Russell Crowe. Like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a take. Well, I mean, I kind of liked how, um, and you meet Ken, Ken the kangaroo, my favorite character. Yeah. Well, like, I was going to say, I kind of like, and they didn't for them, but I kind of like how they did play on a lot of famous Australian faces and, and actors. Mm. Um, like, you run into Kidman. Um, yes. And she sort of, well, they, I guess, technically. Um, uh, it, and it was really it was really quite cool that it was, you know, during the urban section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they meshed that together nicely. Yeah. Um, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that the first time. That's, that was subtle. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for sure. Um, um, every every time that someone says something about Alice Springs, there's uh, someone in the background that says, "Who the fuck is Alice?" Yeah, like there was some good stuff. I didn't. I thought that that when they shoved Gibson in, like Gibson, they were trying to go for Gibbon yeah. Gibson. Yeah, and I mean they were doing a satire thing, like he was really racist and whatever. They sort of they weren't trying to. Yeah. You know, make him look good or anything, but it still's a stretch. They could yeah, just, I think they could just cut that character completely. The um, the thirteen lookalikes all named Hemsworth. That was that was um really quite interesting. <laughs> they were all named Chris, funnily enough, as well. Yeah. Like they they didn't even sort of try that, but it, you know, I think the joke landed. Yeah, mm, not yeah, and you know, I did. I gotta say, I did like. The fact that they they didn't just keep it as a um as a like level based three D platformer, they turned it into you know a 
a open world 3D mm. platformer. So you, as it you kind of ran around world. and you just, yeah. oh, it was massive. Yeah. Like once you got out of that canyon the first time, you know, you could head anywhere that you, that you wanted. Um, if you did go, if, if you did head too far, like on one side you hit, you hit a dingo fence and then another side you hit like, you know, the emu, uh, uh, a rabbit proof fence. Yeah. Well, um, on the other then, side, there's like the emu platoon. Yeah. With all yep. their military gear and stuff. Yeah. Um, which was cool. And then there was just that really nasty Razorback. Um, mm. that would take you out the second that you went across the line. So, yeah, just like you know. spawn in out of nowhere and just take yeah. you down here. Look, I thought that all that was great. Um, they just need to, they, like, it wasn't an ultra violence squirrel game, is what I feel like. Like, it didn't, without that blood and gore, like, why? I mean, it was pretty they good when you, that when, when you, when you got down near the Razorback and he eviscerated you, like, they, that's where it sort of got its, got its name, but it wasn't the squirrel being violent this time. He was actually kind of tame, tame squirrel. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, overall, it was yeah. it was good. Yeah, you go again. Like, what's what's your next one? Yeah. Uh, so my next one, ice cream, hot pursuit. <sighs> yes. 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 This was this was cool. Uh, pun intended. Actually, not intended, but Ooh, it was intended no. as soon as I said it. I was really expecting like a Need for Speed style game. I've got to say, what they did with it was was different, but still cool that it was an ice cream truck. Yeah, well, that's it. And it, it had that sort of crazy taxi vibe, mm. which I liked. Where you were um, literally heading round in pursuit of selling, yeah, selling you're these to, you're trying lovely. To sell- Sell ice, icy treats. The ice cream. The iced creamed cream creamsicles. I don't know. That's nothing. Uh, but I, I liked the, the mechanics around the melting ice cream and that you had to like stop off at the cooling stations and And find find, you know, the powered the powered site so that you could plug it in and, and you know, yeah, not use so you, much not use so time, much petrol and, and yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that they put a petrol, uh, thing into this. So hmm. you, you could just run the whole time with your, with your engine running and that would keep the generators going, but yeah, yeah, you but were running low on petrol. And that's it. It's a really big, really becomes a resource management sort of thing of, okay, do I actually turn it off? The ice cream starts to melt, but I'm making money. I can turn it back on and it'll be okay. You know, hmm. um, but then also, but of course, strategy- if you do that too much, it gets, it forms the ice. The ice crystals, and therefore, no one wants to buy your shit. So, yeah, yeah, you sort of had that ice, that quality meter as well um, going on. Um, there. We both bought this. Did mm. you buy the deluxe edition, or was that just just me? Look, I, it looked like it just came with the soundtrack, and I wasn't really interested. No, it, but ca- was it came. More- it came with it. It came with a little like mercury thermometer, you know. Because of the whole thermometer mechanic right. all the way through the game. Jeez, it's unusual for games these days to come with physical uh, bonuses. That's cool. Yeah, it was the deluxe. It was the deluxe yeah, edition. Yeah, okay. And the reason why it was only sold on the black web is because of like the they don't sell mercury <laughs> or the dark web, whatever you want to call it. It's um, it's because of them. They're not allowed to sell mercury thermometers anymore. So oh right, like- it's like literally a toxic chemical. That's cool. Does it? Does it? Is it? Ju- it's just a little fun little thing. And you, it works. I mean, it works. I'm sure it works, but yeah. But it's it's like it's shaped exactly like the one that his grandfather gave him. Right, right, right. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's cool. I really love the 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 story they put into this with the um, you know, this this takes place over the week of all over four, over forty degree days. Oh yeah, it's like a massive heat wave. Yeah, yeah. Well, I liked, uh, and so we haven't mentioned yet, obviously. And, and you this are is pursuing- in Australia. Yeah, yeah, in Australia. Classic Mister Whippy. Um, it's knockoff. It's not bread, not licensed, but it's obviously yeah. you know they do play green sleeves, of course. Like it's uh, yeah. I mean, today. I've got to say, I did like. The- oh, I like. I love Mister W H I P P E. Like, yeah, I kept reading his wipe. Yeah, <laughs> wipe, wipe. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, sorry. On the on the music though, that some of the remixes of Greensleeves that they put in there were fucking awesome. Mm. There was some great music. Um, but also, what I was going to say is, uh, we haven't sort of talked about like while you are pursuing the sale of ice creams, there are also the actual pursuit sections um, where you are being chased like by the gangs and stuff. Yeah, uh, who are trying to sort of. Uh, Get in on rough your, you up, yeah, yeah, rough mm. you up and take like take your biz. They want they want to be selling ice cream yeah. there too. The, the, um, and the so protection the, rackets and all that. Yeah, sort of stuff. exactly. And so the uh, that resource management again, having to that if you do have melted ice cream that you can like let it go behind to like and them out, oil and slicks and tracks yeah. and like uh, traps and stuff. Yeah, that was that was cool. Or if you've if you have like un, uh, melted and frozen too many times, you get those really like icy. Chunks mm. of, of ice cream that you can just launch that, at them. And literally, you've tempered it so it's never going to melt. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. um, in fact, I remember on my last run that I did, um, I must have got the temperatures just right because I brought it down, brought it back up, brought it down, brought it back up. And, of course, that's how you temper chocolate. Mm-hmm. And this was a chocolate ice cream. And it- <sighs> It right. made a full-on shard that went through a guy. Like they've put amazing. That's wild. They've put some really, yeah. There's some depth, some depth to those systems. Yeah. And That's then cool. I heard a nice snap, and I'm like, "Oh, I really tempered that chocolate really good." You just, yeah, that like you heard the it way didn't that bend, <laughs> that it just uh, broke off. Yeah, it sounds yeah. appetizing, actually. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go back in and play it again, yeah. Uh, but we won't. What's your next game? Drew? Um, the time travel adventure, Scottish catapult of the third Reich. <laughs> yeah. All right. Th- this was, I mean, this was just a wacky one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so this is where like you take control of, um, these three catapult operators and their catapult and they happen to, to like fall through time and end up in an alternate future where like um Germany took over the world and yep. like it's and they're just they're trying to they're trying to get by and trying to trying to you know do everything they can to um to get back in time while not upsetting the um the rulers of the of the natural worth. Yeah, it's um but doing so through mostly through catapulting things, which I've look, got to say, I was that, I was worried that scene where you where you literally catapult what what was it like the briefcase through time? Mm-hmm. Effectively, because you sent that briefcase back in time, that was actually the the bomb that failed to kill Hitler, but that turned out to be the main 
the main, the main thing reason. that would uh, set him mm-hmm. set him on the path to paths of destruction. Yes, yeah, he became an interesting more paradox that you create. Yeah, um, around that, or, or I guess more like a maybe a, yeah, like a bit of a bootstrap paradox there of if you hadn't been in this alternate future to send it back, would that alternate future even exist? Yeah, well, thank God, you know, well, th- thank the developers that, that that these people were there because they really showed how bad, like, if you didn't already know how bad Germany was. <laughs> yeah, if you underestimated the Nazis <laughs> and how evil they were. Uh, no, I agree. Like, it it, it was a, it, in the midst of a, a very wacky game where, again, your main verb is pretty much load your catapult, fire your catapult. They managed to show the horrors of a modern fascist dictatorship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, very clearly a, a, uh, take on where it seems we're, you know, heading in mm. this modern world in the 21st century. Uh, I, I thought, I thought it was really interesting that the, um, that the leader of this fascist party was Donald Trump. Um, yeah, and he had like the he, the he had the Hitler mustache still, but but, um, but a but an orange comb over, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, pretty clear, pretty clear. Um, I did like though when they loaded him into the catapult. Get to exactly that you eventually get to catapult Drumpf um, through multiple time periods. Uh, and in fact, the power that you give to it, I, I think, depends on where they end up, where he ends up through history. Um, um, I send him into a volcano. Nice. Yep. Yep. Um, that's pretty good. I sent him back. Uh, I actually sent him back into like medieval times. He landed in another catapult, and then that catapult threw him into the side of a castle. And that that's a pretty good end for him. Um, what what I did like is how they wrapped up the the end of the game like when oh, you Oh with the rap. Well, yes, the 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 rap yeah, and titles. and basically you know they showed uh basically the fall of the of World War 2 and like the reasons why this this should never happen again and that we should fight against fascism. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I don't suppose you would call any of that rap. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that they were trying to rhyme catapult with oh what what was it? They did like a slant rhyme with yeah, like I, mold or something. Yeah. I don't I don't remember, which is why I'm cutting this bit out, so fuck <laughs> <It's> you. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> what one more each and then we'll have our, our lightning round. Yeah, okay. Uh my turn, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the other one I played, uh, this week was Dead Alias, which- Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, it was like that spy thriller yep. sort of thing, um, where you With are- zombies, a, yeah. Where you're a zombie, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, you, you've got that great starting scene, uh, of a very sort of James Bondish. you know, you're, you're going through the party, you're, you've got your target- you think you're sneaking up on them, and then they just like spin turn around, around and, and bite shoot. you. Yeah. Well, no, they spin, well, yeah they they spin around and shoot you in the head, and then take a little nibble. Yeah. Take a little nibble. 
uh, but that you think, what the fuck? Like you just left for dead immediately. Like they think they've they've killed you. I guess they. I guess they they couldn't resist that little bite. Um, and then yeah, you wake up. Your suit is all tattered. You're mm. craving brains, um, but somehow you've sort of you've still got your wits about you still. Uh, and it, yeah, it becomes sort of a fun little action adventure kind of thing as you try to keep your keep from becoming in the mindless zombie while still uh, achieving your mission. Mm. Yeah, um, and I I did like how this was more. I don't know, I felt more hitmany in the in the fact mm. that like each level was just a massive like area in which you had different missions that you had to had to do and people were sort of going around, but it wasn't about, you know, going through and killing people, although you could. Like you could have well, a little it. nibble yeah. here and there and a little snack. Uh, it gave you a lot of options, there. which I appreciated. And and like the addition of the smell mechanics it really made certain bits challenging as well. Like you are a rotting flesh pile, uh, basically, and people will smell you coming if you don't do it the right way. And so the fact that you could like pick up covering agents like deodorants and perfumes and things um, to prevent that. And also you could use your, you know, your wind sense to sort of really see, am I downwind of them? You know, you have to approach them from the right direction if you want to, um, either take them out or avoid them, you know. I thought that was really cool. I did like the like the fact that you could intentionally drop body parts um to mm. get the get the you know the guards heading off in the wrong direction and you know, you didn't need that little finger. You could have like Well and you can always pick them up later and reattach if you go back like if you want to be the completionist. Mm. Um do the completionist run and, and always end with with all your limbs and, and digits and things. Um, which is cool. I'm just trying to remember, like, I don't think I actually finished the game. What what happened at the end? Well, you you do eventually, like, take down the big bad, the guy who shot you at the beginning. Um, who was just another- He was another zombie, and he's the one who actually turned you into a zombie. He like, turned you into a zombie, and, and he's had, like, he's had the scientists working on, you know, the serum to keep you from fully going feral, basically. Um, and so you've got that big showdown at the end where, you know, you've got the choice between you can take him out, but then the serum's going to be gone and you know that you're going to be doomed to become the feral zombie or you can take let, over him, let him go and, yeah, and, and take over production of the serum. Yeah. Um, I chose to kill him, the sort of sacrificial, you know, hero route, and they do kind of- um, I guess fudge it at the end a bit of Deus Ex Machina where you end up back in your like headquarters and they've sort of your your queue basically has figured out an alternate serum to serum to to keep you going anyway. Um so you mm. kinda get you, you do get the best of both worlds in that in that case. Um which I thought was a little It's a bit of a cop out. <laughs> bit of a cop out, but I guess they wanted to make sure they could do sequel. Um yeah. whichever ending you took, so um, but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was good. Um, I really liked, even though you used it fairly rarely, like when you could go into that feral mode almost, like let it take, take over you. And if you found yourself with a bunch of guards coming down on you, you could just go, oh, fuck it. And just like tear into them. Yeah. Um, I, I think the reason why I didn't finish it is because of that whole, 
like scene at the cosplay festival that you know all of them were were basically dressed as I mean there were some Garfields there and and that sort of stuff but then there was um like a whole heap of people dressed as zombies so you could sort of sneak Blend in, in, and stuff. in there yeah but then like I could I could never get through that whole that whole game because I just um or that whole level because every time I'd sort of lose where I was, take a little bit longer, and then by that time, like she'd started biting, like yeah, and turning all like, the all the zombie people, and yeah. I didn't really want to see many more zombie Garfields. Like yeah, well that it, I agree that was that was the weaker level for sure. Um, so that's fair enough. But you know, I, I persevered through that, and um, no, in the end, I thought it was, it was quite good. Um, my final one uh, before we go into our. Uh, rapid fire round mm-hmm. uh, was May's Hospital. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was really quite cool. They like effectively this entire hospital was like a maze, but a three D maze. Like mm. you multi levels and multi levels and having to like you go down this corridor and then you're going down three flights of stairs and then you go around just the to corner get into and the next room basically just to get into the, the next room. Floor, and, yeah, and it's sort of like you could. You had to get to operating room one, and you were you were like running through this, what felt like a um, because because it was all first person, it yeah. felt really hard to keep track of where you actually were. Yeah, well, basically, it came almost like a speed running game, and the way that people would like you could, I love that you could like call out, ask for directions from people nearby, and, and they just give you know they'd give you like the next few turns or whatever, like you wouldn't get it all. Um, but that was like a quite good way of, of helping you through the maze uh, mm. without it just being like, oh, you know, an actual like path on the ground or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, and then I all the just parkour wonder, I wonder how they actually got that idea. I mean, it kind of feels a bit like Marco Polo that at one stage you could actually call out and find out how close you were to the um to the room. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think it was just a neat way to sort of do um like a, a guidance, you know, a guidance line. But- keep it in game and and obviously because you had like the parkour and stuff you didn't have to follow those directions if you saw a shortcut like downstairs you know down the stairwells and stuff there there Um, was one that it was like i was sure that it was on a different level it was like no i could have just literally gone through that curtain i would have been there like right yeah but but you call out to the nurse and they're like third door on the left and then take a right after the toilet and then you see just run off in that direction yeah only to find out that eventually that it was literally the next bed to where I was, where yeah. I started hey, off with. It's May's Hospital. <laughs> okay, uh, pick two of your two of your favorites and give it, given um, an idea. Two of the favorite other games we played this week. Yep, and just we're just going to do like a one minute um, even even quicker, them. just to knock it out. Yeah. Uh, well, I liked uh, Omega Dodgeball Soldier. Uh, just a really cool, almost, um, I'm not even, I'm not being fast enough, but you know, it's like a, a, a violent sport sim sort of thing. It was, yeah. it was really cool. I thought, uh, Legend of the Hoedown, uh, was mm. amazing. Like, uh, it was, it was great to see, you know, line dancing and that sort of, that sort of music in, in like this massive world spanning adventure. Like it was, it was sort of like uh, giving you the idea of how the hoedown came to be, and you know, fusing fusing all these different styles together. It was just a real fun game. 
my first Railroad Dungeon, I thought was a really cool matchup of sort of automation gameplay with roguelike stuff, uh, creating your, tr- your train signals and train tracks going through the dungeon. But that's, you know, but having that uh, built into then your roguelike runs was really, really quite cool. And uh, last game, I have to have to give a shout out to Hideous Equestrian Academy. Um, and it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not what you think. The no. horses aren't hideous. The riders are. Yes. Like, but um, I love that you play as the horses. Yes. And they're just constantly kind of talking shit about their jockeys. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it was a, it was a great, great thing to see, you know, um, the jockeys sort of just, they, they just, they didn't really learn anything. Whereas the horses went to class. Mm. It was. Kind of in, in it was a, a good little subversion of the, the roles. Yeah, what, what you were expecting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, move away from our usual improvised game ideas. Oh, uh, we didn't have to think of anything stuff. this week. Like it was so good. We yeah. could just talk about stuff that talk already exists. We, so talk about stuff we played. It's always nice. Um, look, if you want to check out our Steam curator page, then all of these games are up there. Uh, just search around. I'm sure you'll find it. And, um, yeah, search, search the black web. Um, yeah, go search the black web. Uh, <laughs> it's darker than, it's darker than the dark web. And if you want to find <laughs> us and the rest of our episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm, shoot us a review, check out all our socials, all our previous episodes. As I said, it's all there. Uh, if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. The whole song actually goes for like 10 minutes or so. so it's a long song. And, and doesn't feature Ben, so it's great. <laughs> it's the best one on the album. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for joining us this week on Beatstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Ultra Fine Squirrel. <laughs> Dodge this. <laughs>